So I played it at listening room, and mom is walking around the entire room, like singing the words to people, like sing it. And she's like, <laughs> I was getting them out. <laughs> she was doing the 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 trailer. Yeah, Grab the KY, get yourself ready. You got some slide to do. Oh, hang in now, we'll tell them the boys. Maybe some critters too. So get your phone and get on the gram. You know where to find. What's up, folks? Welcome to my podcast, DM Monday. Um, today is a special day. We have a probably the uh, coolest guest that we're ever going to have on this episode. I mean, on this podcast, my mom, Wendy Fuller. Wendy! Yeah. Happy to be here. So last week, um, you were in town for playing when we played the Ryman. Awesome. And... Um, which was really cool, right? Dick down in Dallas at the Ryman. The whole oh. crowd singing along. We talked about that on the last uh, episode a little bit. But, um, you know, you and Joel came in town. Joel's in here, too. You can't see him. He's not in the camera. But um, I'm sure he'll be laughing the whole time, smiling. But anyways, uh, she came in town. And uh, a while back, I wrote this song called Whatever She Sees in Me. And me and her made a video in her car. And um, I put it on TikTok, and it went viral. It got like 1.3 million or 1.2 million views or something like that. So we got a song coming out May 13th. Um, so go pre-order it and pre-save it. Maybe we can get a number one for my mom. Um, a song I wrote about her that's serious that I think it only has one. I mean, if hell's a cuss word, it only has one it's, cuss word. It's, it's radio clean. Yeah, it's like radio it's clean. The cleanest of the songs um, that have blown up. And it's very meaningful and... Um, I'm super proud of it. Um, so, yeah, go get it. But anyway, so we posted the video, which TikTok took it down now that we've registered the song. Like, they took the sound off. I don't know. TikTok hates I think me. we're getting it back, though. But the good news wow. is is that it went viral on Facebook, of all places. It has 1.3 million views on Facebook. And wow. like 11,000 comments. Just all the moms live. Yeah. Thank you, yeah, Mark Zuckerberg. Yes. Thank exactly. you, Mark and so, the lizard people. <laughs> um, that just goes to show you that you can never like throw anything out and just know that God's always in control of whatever's going on, you know? Because like Facebook, like that's like the oldest social media other than like Napster MySpace. or MySpace. You know what I mean? It's, it's still it all. the yeah. most active one. So, But it's um, a song about mom. Yeah, it's a song about <laughs> you and Mother's Day is around the corner. I don't know. I think it's it's not really like a Mother's Day song. It's a song about you, but, you know, it, it's it's, you know. It's more powerful than that. Yeah, I feel yeah. like it's a song that carries forever. Yeah, any, any day as, as another mama's boy here. Um, yeah. at Really, there's any time of year. It doesn't just have to be Mother's Day to where someone can relate to a song like whatever she sees in me. So yeah. I'm stoked that it's coming out. I can't wait to end this weekend in Colorado. You went out. I you played it. Played it for the first time live. Game time decision. You were like, "We're going to play this live and acoustic." And it was it was a moment in the show. People had their phone lights up. Yeah, that was like, awesome. Yeah, there's a bunch of videos on on uh, TikTok of it. Very and, intimate. Uh, really cool. Yeah, I think me and Ben. I was over at Ben's house today. We were doing some vocals on some other songs. I think for now we're just going to keep it in the set as like one of those acoustic moments. Just kind of play it by ear. Yeah. What did you think of uh, this past weekend? 
Uh, the Grizzly Rose was freaking awesome. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I wish y'all could have been there for that. I it was really it. cool. It was wall, literally wall to wall. It was like a thousand people there or something. Yeah, like it was It was more people than the venue had thought would would be there. Like, yeah. you guys, we definitely turned some turned some heads. And anytime when I'm settling up at the end of the night with the owners, like, getting the money, and they say, hey, can you bring Trey back here? I'm like, these guys really enjoyed the show. And yeah. they were cool as hell, man. So it was a good time. And we had a... We we got stuck in an ice storm, so we weren't be able to make it. To, we weren't able to make it to the Saturday show, but but we're going back in. But June. we're going back in June fourth. So we're gonna make right. it up and make those fans happy. So yeah, and we were in uh, we were in Kansas as well. Got to do some radio stuff in Manhattan, Kansas. Yeah, yeah, that was fun going in the studio. That was really and cool. You and Nick had a good. Uh, had a you and Nick probably had the most productive like before show going around and and adventuring that you've had in a minute yeah we were like three miles from town but we rented scooters and went all the way into town we rented scooters i think we saw everything denver had to offer but i didn't realize with the altitude that you get drunk like way quicker I had like three <laughs> beers and it felt like i drank 10 you, y'all bought some legal weed it was yeah. jason jason our ld i don't think have you met jason hmm? our thing is jason does drugs and lights he's very good at both he's very good at both so it was his birthday. He, had a, he smoked a lot of weed, and his light show was out of this yeah, world. It was that was, it was top top five Jason light shows? He like I've recorded seen. the whole thing. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, it was cool to go back and watch that. But yeah, hell hell of a weekend. Colorado was great. The drive yeah, home but, was long. Yeah, but since our show got moved to June, when I got back to Nashville, I was like, I went home for like an hour, and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna drive down to Birmingham. I went fishing. Had the best day fishing I've ever. Yeah, had I saw that on Snapchat. And That's Instagram. like fucking huge. Yeah, Joel's son, my stepbrother, has lives on a lake. It's like forty acres, and uh, I caught the biggest fish I've ever caught. In my Big, life. bigger than Did Beanville? you see the picture Except of that? Yeah, yeah, Beanville. you caught it. You caught a fish bigger than what you've got at Beanville. Yeah, dude, that fish was huge. It was. I caught like an eight point two, and um. In Beanville, this fish was way bigger than that. I was so mad though, I took my scale out of my tackle box, so I didn't. I couldn't weigh it, but yeah. I know it was way bigger than that. I was just like having an anxiety attack out there. I was like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god!" Freaking out. So, um, but you but wouldn't. Yeah. But you wouldn't have been able. Like it's it's kind of fun, kind of crazy how the world works. Then because like we get stuck in that storm, we have to turn around. You end up going fishing, catching yeah. biggest fish. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was going to fish Tuesday, yesterday, and then just drive back. But after I had that great day fishing, I was just like, you know what? Like, I could sleep here and then fish a little bit and then drive back tomorrow and go to the studio because I had to sing. Uh, you know, y'all know Jake Blue? Oh, yeah. So Jake Blue is an artist, independent artist here now in Nashville. And uh, he's from Connecticut. But, um, we uh we wrote a song together right here in the studio actually me him and Mark Addison Chandler it's called a uh, Hank thing it's like I'm working on a Hank thing and uh I told him I was like if you record it I'll feature on it so yesterday yesterday I went to the studio and featured on that song so be on the lookout for that y'all go follow Jake Blue um but yeah I was just like I had such a good day fishing like what was the point of like staying another day, you know, when I could just yeah. get back to Nashville? So I drove down there in the morning, fished all day, and then drove back. Benefit of home being three six and a half hours, hours of driving just I to fish. I was going to say, only you would drive six hours to fish. Fish dedicated. Because I always complained to Tram, man, I'm not going home. It's too far. He's like, I drive in one day. What, what do you mean? Yeah. yeah. Dedication, man. Dedication. Yeah. Um, you also um, recently made a, which we talked about. On a um, on another episode, like wild purchases. Yeah, talk about this leg lamp that you yeah, got. Yeah, I bought a leg lamp. 
I saw that. It was 300 bucks, but it's totally worth it. It's awesome. Like the Christmas, it's, it's like the Christmas story leg lamp, but it's like you're used to seeing it around Christmas. Yeah. But it's just as badass. And especially where it's at in your house, where it's yeah. underneath Ella's deer yeah. and underneath the Jason Isbell at the yeah. Ryman poster. Yeah. It's like the coolest thing. How does your roommates feel? Were they what? Why is yeah, Ella's 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 just like, oh no, oh no. But, <laughs> but I mean, it's but the corner room. was a little empty. It needed Yeah, something. it needed something. It had a yeah. dog. Like a dog bed down there, but the dogs never sleep in that. You know, they're jumping all over the couches. <laughs> they're in your bed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's one of my favorite moments. One of my favorite Wendy moments. It was after you had your gallbladder taken out. We were up there, and um, JB had just gotten Shay, yeah. and, and Shay was like full on puppy phase, just running around and stuff. And Wendy kept saying, "Down Satan, down yeah. Satan." <laughs> That dog's chilled out a pretty good bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, she, they were chilling. She right? was just a puppy, though. Yeah. It was just funny, though, like listening to you with your accent saying, down, Satan, down. It's <laughs> like, this is great. Yeah. Yeah, we still call her Satan. So you I do, and, and you're on yeah. it. It's mostly me, so which yeah. means I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end up killing the joke at some point because yeah. I oversay things, but yeah. yeah. Can we uh, read some DMs and have Wendy how she would answer yeah. them? Oh, oh boy. Yeah. Ask them over here. Mom gets weird DMs, too, don't you? Do you get messages? Not too much. I thought you got some weird DMs, like somebody will hit mom up from site. I know you from high school, and, and your son, can he get his tickets to the Morgan Wallen concert? Or nah, like, I get those. Yeah. Kind. Sure does. It's just like, no. <laughs> you know, where were you when he was playing, you know? Right. Acoustic. Kelly's. Yeah, Kelly's down the street. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about this, mom? Screw the chick he wrote Dick Down in Dallas about. How about we recreate the lyrics? What kind of question you got for that one? I mean, if she's a nice girl. She got a 401 Maybe we should have gave mom a beer before reading all these. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hmm. um, yeah, I'd have to interview her first, probably. What what are your red flags, Wendy? Because yeah, Trey, Trey has brought brought lots of lot lots of women over the years, like like had girlfriends and different things. What are some of your red flags as a mom? So I know my mom's got red flags when I introduce her to a lady friend. I, I guess the biggest thing I hate is when they try too hard. Yeah. To to make me like them. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, Miss Wendy, la 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 la. Yeah. Yeah. I do, uh, but when they're just too nice themselves, mm -hmm. you know, laid yeah. back. Yeah. I can name a few that have been like that in the past. Yeah. This one says, "I mean, I am a Montgomery girl." And I'm not going to leave you there alone. Smiley face. This is what she looks like. She's actually pretty good looking. She looks like a hussy. <laughs> oh, no. no. Um, yeah, don't forget to send in your DMs because we will read them. And uh, if you want us to um, call you out by name, too, we can. So just bring on the ridiculousness. Also, send the craziest ones that you've received as well, and we'll also put those in there. Yeah, oh, yeah. Or if you have any crazy, crazy like questions, like hey, what if, what do you, what would you guys do in this situation, or like a what if? Yeah, kind we of give thing. dating advice too. We do give dating advice. I mean, me and Bonner need need all the help we can get. You know, so the funniest <laughs> thing was to me was kind of a live DM at the one of the shows in Texas. Yeah, this girl was standing there and. She was getting ready to ask Trey to sign her breasts. Yeah. And I'm standing there, and she, like, pulls it out, and I was like, mm-mm, she's not the one. <laughs> and, and so her friend goes, are you his mom? Yeah. And I'm like, yep. 
And she goes, well, am I the one? <laughs> and literally pulls her bra down. Oh, man. And the security guard standing there was like, ma'am, ma'am. And I said, I didn't say she was not the one because of the way her breasts look. I said, she's not the one because she showed her breasts. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I'm sad I but missed it this. Was just like, it was so funny, and Joel was dying laughing. Joel was enjoying it. Like, Hell yeah. Oh, Joel, Joel has a blast at the show. So you too. Yeah. Oh, Is that the yeah. wildest thing you've seen but, at, at one of your Yeah, what's the craziest thing you've seen? I mean, just where they totally, you know. One of my favorite memories was. Am I the one? After mom like came to terms with the fact, and we'll get into this. That I was putting out a song called Dick Down in Dallas. I'll never forget. I, we played the listening room. Remember, this is the last time I played the listening room because they told me I couldn't play there anymore. First of all, fuck the listening room, okay? They booked me on there knowing that we would sell tickets because of the song was so big. Yeah. And we sold the place out. And then they tried to tell me that I couldn't play that song. But so then like, gave you permission to do so. Uh, they didn't. Uh, I, was I, just, <laughs> I just said I'm doing it. I was recording audio upstairs, and they got mad through my hard drive. So I also hate the listening room. Yeah, yeah. To me, to me, it's <laughs> like it's like it's like being invited to like a high society country club where you just don't belong. It's like literally the Garth Brooks "Friends in Low Places" song. That to me is how I feel about the listening yeah. room. Like I just don't. And I then I do writers rounds. Like that's yeah. the scene I'm in, and I'm like I don't feel welcome and I don't belong there. So yeah, so, I'm, I'm cool with not going there. I don't hang with hypocrites, but <laughs> Any, I'm quick to call. It. I don't know what that is. What is that? <laughs> we'll talk about that later. <laughs> okay. Is that something you wrote? <laughs> no, it's a cool song. Uh, who is it? Uh, it's what, you know, you talk about songs on repeat. Yeah. That's one. Uh, I think it's Kylie Morgan. Okay, cool. It's a cool song, though. They're talking about things that you say or yeah. uh, everybody does. Yeah. And they're kind of Oh, you sent me that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It says I cuss a little. Oh yeah, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I cuss a lot. But we play. So I played it at listening room, and Mom is walking around the entire room, like singing the words to people, like sing it. And she's like, <laughs> I was getting them all. <laughs> she was doing the the the. The trailers, I, did, I have the signature. I have watched my video a million times. You were I've never, never did that. <laughs> she was. I'm she doing was. this, telling them, "Come on and sing." I don't know. I bet we have it on video somewhere. I'm, I'm sure we yeah. can dig. We can I dig have, this up. I have three videos, but we love it. We you know, it's so. great. Well, I mean, we're here for it. And know? Trey was like, "That's my mom." Yeah, so we're here for it. That's great. You know, people ask me out all the time. It's like, what did your mom think about the song? Like, are you such a disappointment? You know, I'm like, no, not at all. You know, you've traveled pretty far to pretty much every Trey Lewis show. I think thus far. Yeah. What's the farthest one you've been to? Because you've been in Texas. You've been in Indy, Indiana. Probably Texas, right? Yeah, I'd say. Going back to Texas. Yeah. Dallas. Dallas. Are you coming to Dallas too or just Houston? (laughs) Yeah, so in case y'all don't know, I'm on tour with Kid Rock. Crushing it. <laughs> That's like my joke. Yeah. You know, now. Well, and this For is, people that listen to the whole podcast, you know. Yeah. Um, Thank you, Randy. But I mean, you... Ex- yeah. Thank you, Randy. When you Randy told Adams. me about the song coming out, you said you just have to think of it like a songwriter telling a story. Yeah. And she could be at the grocery store. Yeah. Kroger. Yeah, yeah she, he's just imagining what she's out there she doing. could be doing yeah i'll never forget and that's like, how i 
tend to look at it. I'll never forget one time. I, I don't know. I was guess I was home and I played it for you and Joel in the living room, and you were just like, "Oh, that's just awful, Trey." You know. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then I played it at Brill's round, and it started to kind of like pick up steam and like go viral. And then I just, I think I texted you or called you one night. I think Pappy too. I was just like, "Hey, I know the song's kind of filthy, but like, you know." It could change my life, and like we're just gonna put it out. And you were like, I, you know, I hope it just gives an opportunity for people to hear your other music, right? Which it has, baby. Damn right. Yes, right, you know, Todd. A lot of people doubted us that you know it's just gonna be that one song, and that was done. But it's hard to count the guy out that don't quit. Absolutely, you know? <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, you're about to be a, a three hit wonder now. Yeah, we'll see. We'll Come see. May thirteenth. Yeah, we got a word of a week. Word of the week this week. We don't. Ha- we have one. Yeah. What is it? It's on here. I don't know if you guys had already used it. I don't it or see not. it. It says word of the week. Number two. It says need one. No, that means we needed to put one in the <laughs> thing. What an idiot. Why do you still work <laughs> This happens here? every week. I thought it said, <laughs> I thought fired. it was like, like I could just picture like somebody, like Burrell. for example, Joel saying, hey, I need one. Like I could picture that being Southern hey, we grammar. Could, hey, we could do. Is there, is there she one? needs. I quit. What's, what's up? I quit too. Here we cast over. What's she another, needs. What's a, what's, what, what's, what's a crazy Hey, hey, what's what's something? <laughs> there is one where the lady needs a drink, and she goes, "She needs." Is that a, I'm talking about like Southern grammar, like something that I would learn she by needs. going to a Pentecostal church. What's something I would hear that I would hear? Well, we don't do that. Be, We're Church oh, of Christ. Okay, Church of Christ. Same for me. Same thing. You know, <laughs> um, if I was in BFE, if I was in Boaz, Alabama, what's something I would hear? Brill didn't know what pull the door to. Yeah, because I was like, what if it's pushed to close? Like, what is Paul? What the hell does that mean? Wendy had a pretty big eyeball. I got something. Let's talk about the way mom says jalapenos. How do you say it? Jalapeno. Jalapeno? It's jalapenos. Like, <laughs> it sounds like. She like, does say that, doesn't she, Joe? Like jalapeno? Jalapeno. Jalapenos. Jalapenos? Yeah. So say jalapeno right. popper. What is that? Jalapeno? Jalapeno poppers. <laughs> yeah. See? <laughs> That's funny. Damn. Like, mom awesome. has a one of a kind Southern accent. There's nobody else that yeah, has Joel has a heavy one, too. Yeah. I, Joel's I, from Leeds, Alabama. Now, his is different, though. He has the eyes to be eyes. Eyes. Yeah. See, like, people from, people from up north, like, you know, look at people from the south and think that we all talk the same. Not you know? at all. There's lots of different like, dialects. I've learned yeah, that. Yeah, like, me, me and you are more from, like, the inner city of Birmingham, so, like... We, you know, we don't say, we say ice, but Joel says ice and yeah. not. Nice. Fat. Yeah, nice. I'm trying to be real nice. Yeah. I'm questioning my whole life now. Yeah, and Bonner doesn't really have much of an accent I'm from Gardendale. But yeah, you like, don't have much of an accent That's the thing, too, with, like, Kara. I'll be, like, messing around, like, with my accent and, like, acting more redneck than I really am. Yeah. You know, or, like. And she, but she can't tell the difference if I'm just like being silly or if I, that's just how I talk. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah, and McElwain's got a heavy accent too. I mean, McElwain's accent to me is like, like I'll be like, man, I got to go home and get these clothes in the washer, <laughs> washer. And she but thinks no I'm being serious. In, she doesn't know the difference, you know. And no one in our family really talks like me. Yeah, but we can look at videos and Mama Crow, Dad's mom. Mm-hmm. Had this draw like I do. Where did you grow up, Wendy? So, Birmingham. What part? Yeah. Um, kind of West End. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And then Trustful. Yeah, then Trustful. She's a Hewitt Husky. Hewitt Husky high stepper. Yep, you were a high stepper, right? You tried out for the cheerleaders, and yeah. the girl beat you out. Yeah. 
Sure. Do. What does high steppers mean? You with the like bang, throw the baton, like the, baton, like the no, no, that's major. Oh. oh, damn it! High steppers <laughs> like the drill team. You dance with the um, with, with the, the band. band. Oh, okay. But we did real high kicks. You had to like rocket shit. Like yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You had to have your uh, boot up at your ear on our team. To, Damn, I can't even tie my shoes. That's why I wear these <laughs> shoes that don't tie. And I'm like four foot six. That's <laughs> <laughs> great. Well, let's get into it. I don't know, Mom. What was I like as a kid? Well, very sweet boy. Was I? Sweeter than the sweet boy? Yeah, sweeter than Matt McElwain? Well, I don't know how he was as a kid. I met him later. Well, I mean, him now. He's pretty damn sweet. Oh, he is. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, Trey was always... Um, Really, now when he came along, he was much busier than his sister. You know, he uh, was into everything, you know, wanted to touch everything, walk by the dishwasher, had to turn the knob, you know, investigate everything. Mm -hmm. But um, I mean, I could take you anywhere. You were uh, a very good kid, played. You know, I could say, now sit right here and play with these toys. I'm getting my hair done. You know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, good. I feel like, um, I feel like, go ahead, what were you going to say? Just, that I think you were very secure, content. You know, you um, both of you at two years old didn't take naps anymore. You went to bed. If you went to bed at eight, you slept till late. Yeah. You know, secure little children. Yeah. Um. But I worked only weekends and, you know, was with you a lot. Yeah, so. yeah. What's, I feel like when I got older, like, I don't know, 10 and up, like I just became like an emotional head case or something, you know? I think you, at some point, school was so hard and you just started losing your confidence. Yeah. And... um you felt different. Yeah. You know, like, well, why is it hard for me and it's not for everybody else? Yeah. You know, maybe sometimes when you would show your frustration, it helped you get out of things. Yes. Yeah. And you would almost be like, well, I'll just. No, I mean, I, I agree. I think that that um, manipulation is a, is a learned behavior. And for me, I learned it very early on. Like, if something didn't, you know, if I couldn't know how to like do, you know, work at school, I'd just break a pencil and a pencil and slam my hands on the desk. They'd be like, "Oh, that's cool. You can get the modified test." And I'd be like, "Oh, cool." You know, yeah. so or like, you can only do two problems yeah, instead yeah. of ten. Ten, yeah. yeah. And I feel like at a certain point that helped me somewhat, but it also, I think that's. You know, that's why I always think that I was an addict or an alcoholic before I ever put drugs in my body. It's because, like, that is just such a, like, alcoholic addict tendency to, you know, to do those kind of things, you know? Well, and I think that, um, you know, we always can say, if I'd have known now what I knew, you yeah. know, didn't know yeah. then. But um, when you start telling a child, even subconsciously, well, I need medication to be like the other children. Yeah. You know, I need medicine to pay attention or to sit still or then that can become yeah. and feed an addiction because you 
you feel like to be normal, I need something. Yeah. And I, I, I just, if I could go back, that's probably one of the things. You know, I'd be like, no, just beat my ass every day. No, I would I'm just kidding. be like, we're gonna make this, you know, modified yeah. without that. Yeah. Yeah, I was, um, I was on like I was on medication like that as a kid too. Yeah, because yeah. I mean I think that a lot of times we're just trying to mold you into being like everyone else, and everybody shouldn't have to fit a mold. No, I agree with know? that. I mean, you know, I'm a high school dropout, and I did pretty well for myself last year. So well, I think that right. I think, and I've been doing pretty well for myself for the last you know 15 years. I think, and but I mean. It took everything that I had to go through and to get to to go, you know, to whatever to get where I'm at today and to have the kind of mindset that I have. And I mean, if there's anything looking back, if there's anything I could change, like I would, you know, my answer is nothing. You know, I mean, I wish, you know, it's just like even with dad, you know, my dad died when I was 26. So like. You know, me and his when I got into drugs and started drinking a lot, you know, our relationship was strained. Mm-hmm. But I got seven years with him. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, you know, I mean, I remember, you know, the first three years of my sobriety, every time I saw Joel, he cried, you know, because <laughs> yeah. he was just so proud of me, right. you know? Right. And, I mean, I think that hard times are meant to happen in people's life. And if you're in that season right now, I'm sorry, but, you know, it does it does suck, but it does get better, you know? And, right. Um. You know, but it gives you something to be happy about. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but anyways, yeah. So um, do you remember that time? I was thinking about this earlier. I don't know. You <laughs> you went to work or something, and I I don't remember. I remember in, like, ninth grade, I dropped out of high school for a while, and I was just going to do homeschooling. Remember? Right. And you were working, like, the 412s, just like the song says. Yeah. And, Mom went, to, mom went to work, and I invited a bunch of my older friends over that were out of high school, and we just were having us a big old weed den party in the living room. Ah, oh, it's awful. And then I don't know why you came back home. I don't know if you came back home just to bust me or, like, you just came home to come home. But I just, my mom calls me Trey Bird. I think I had an intuition something was Yeah, a lot out. of friends called me Bird, and I just remember. And and Frank, y'all know Frank. Yeah, yeah Frank. He's my best friend, and— you know, he'll even stay it to this day. But mom walked in and goes, well, bird, you're busted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that, there was that one guy that was older and he was like, oh, God. And I said, you need to get the hell out of my house. Yeah. And he was just like. Yeah. I don't know, but I was in tr- I was a deep duty then. But. Uh, and you, you had all this work you were supposed to be doing. School yeah, I would work. just go through and like find the answers in the back of the book and then write them in. But then, you know, I went back to school in 10th grade because you were like, I cannot do this. this is just, yeah. You're just going to have to take your ass back to school. And I did pretty good in 10th grade. What a, you know, still I look back that really bothers me is that, you know, all through grammar school and really all through the junior high. There was only one time I was ever even called to the school. 
Yeah. And that was you and your best friend at the time. Oh, Eddie Weber. got in a fight. Eddie Weber. Yeah. And I'm like, what in the heck? We used, to, we used to work in the cafeteria. And I said, I'm not coming up there. I'm dude, like, they're like that brothers. Awesome. They let you, kids work in the cafeteria? Dude, what? it was child, awesome. Child dude, it was paper. awesome. Yeah. It was like, like, there was like five or six. It was me, Alex, uh, Alex Hyde. Um, his sister It was ended up being in the Whiskey Miss Me video. She was one of the girls in the video. Mary Taylor, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, she's actually married to Lane Todd, which Lane Todd is who we get our koozies from. Small world. No shit. But uh, anyways, um, it was like me, Eddie Weber, Alex Hyde, and like a few others. But there was like four lunch periods. Like some schools do blocks. Did y'all do blocks or periods? We did periods. Yeah. Did you do? What did you do? Honestly, I don't even I don't remember. remember. Yeah. I tried to block that part of my Just life block out. Block your childhood out. It's all blocks. <laughs> Um, I think John Carroll might do blocks. Probably. I don't know, honestly. We did periods, but there was like four or five lunch periods. So for that whole five lunch periods, we we got to go work in the lunchroom, and we would just sit by the door on crates. And then when the trash cans would get full, we would take them out and take them to the dumpster. And, dude, we just had so much fun, dude. We would just, like, play all the time. I don't remember what it was, but that day, Eddie pissed me off. And we just got in a straight up fight out of the back door, and uh, <laughs> I think his dad came and got you. He was so mad. Yeah, he was pissed. I thought he was going to beat both of our asses. Yeah, in the car. I said I'm not. I was like, I can't leave work, and I'm not coming. I said they're like brothers, mm. and his dad's coming. I said whatever he says goes. Yeah, and big and, big Eddie that picked us up is the, actually the guy that owns Bar Thirty One, where me and Terry met. Oh, no shit. That's awesome. But anyway, my point was that you never got in trouble. Yeah. And then when you got to the high school, it was almost like all of a sudden, oh, he's so behind in school. Yeah. You know, then it became a problem. So I do feel like it was kind of like a child left behind kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I feel you like know? I feel like with me manipulating the system and then, you know, with there just being so many students, you know, it's just kind of like How big was the let's school? Let's just get them through. I mean, it's a big school, right? Vista Davis is pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know numbers. And then is this where Mr. Bruce comes in? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Mr. Bruce just, he wasn't a huge fan. Because I, that's one of I, I love the shout out in the show. Yeah, like where you're like, this one's for you. Fuck you, Mister Bruce. Yeah. Like you tell that story. He's like, just like he just had no neck, and he was just you know, the guy had issues, but he was fair up until I mean, he was a pretty fair guy for the most part. He always tried to work with me, but after we had that drug deal gone bad, like I don't know, I dude. These two tried so hard to, like, I mean, like, I remember on the weekends, you know, it's like, we're going to the lake this weekend. You're coming with us. And I would be like, oh, I'm going to stay with a friend. And then I would just break into my house and stay there, you know. But, like, they even locked it from the inside. And I still found ways to, like, get into the house. It was just not good. But um, this I remember one, one time, though, you... Like they had like a latch. Y'all, y'all made a latch on the inside of the door, so you couldn't get in. I'm like scaling the side of the wall to like Jeez. crawl up in the house. Yeah, but you were always a homebody. You wanted to be at your yeah. home always. Yeah. But I remember you calling one time and going, "Mom, I just have to call and tell you, I came home 
and these people are all here, and I didn't have to have a party, and they're all here. And I said, well, Joel's on his way, and you better get him out of there because he's got a gun. (laughs) Oh, yeah, they were tearing up. Somebody broke a cabinet door off and all this, but you were being honest. You were like... People are here. I can't get them out. One told another one, and it is a party, and it's on. And I didn't do it, Mom. And when did, I said, well, Joel's on his way, and he has a gun. <laughs> Joel's ready to when go. Did, when did Joel come into your life? Um, well, me and Josh were, were friends, um, played football and stuff together. So, you know, I knew Mom, and I knew Joel. I mean, I knew. Sorry, that sounds stupid. I knew, <laughs> I knew Joel, and I knew you know Josh and his ex-wife Karen and all that stuff. But when Mom and uh, Joel started, like I guess talking or dating or whatever, they were friends way before um, they ever even considered dating. And then we were living in in a house on what was the name of that? Chasing Drive. Mm-hmm. On Chasing uh, Drive. No, Chasing was was the townhouse. Was where? Uh, yeah. All right. But Chestnut. Chestnut Street, Chestnut Road mm-hmm. or whatever. But, like, Joel would come over and, like, help Mom. Like, it was an old house, you know. That was the house where I had, like, my Playboys in the treehouse and stuff. <laughs> and uh, that was a cool house, you know. I had that downstairs room where you yeah. had to, like, go outside to go in the bottom. But if you, like, in the closet upstairs, I had a hole through the floor and you could see down into You yeah. remember that? It was yeah, cool. Yeah, that was neat. Um. But anyways, Joel would, like, come over and, like, fix stuff and, like, you know, whatever. And then um, I don't really remember, but it was like. Well, even your dad, they yeah. used to coach um, Joel's yeah, Josh, son my, and you. So we yeah. went way back. So we went yeah, way back. More. So I knew, you know, I knew known Joel forever. And then uh, I guess it was, it was my ninth grade going into my freshman year of high school. Y'all got married. Yeah. And uh, 2003, yeah, y'all were on your honeymoon. And I was waking up in my bed, smoking bowls, and going to school, <laughs> starting ninth grade. I was just on full throttle in high school, but I mean, just for me, it was just like after that first time I ever drank, it was just like, okay, I gotta find a way to do this all the time and get away with it. That was just switch flipped in my brain. That's not. There's nobody to blame, you know. There's no parent parenting that could have fixed yeah. that. That was just, you know, that's just addiction. That's the way that shit works, you know. And then, um, but yeah, I mean, Joel was. I mean, we had some hard times. One time he he body slammed me. That was pretty good. You remember that? Yeah, yeah I know. I hit him. Um, but you know, I mean, Joel. I mean, I'll tell you right now. Joel's put up with so much shit that if I was in his shoes, I probably wouldn't have. I mean, I remember my first car. Joel's the type of man that, like, he can fix anything. Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, whether it's your heart or your car or whatever, you know, like, I mean, he just knows how to do everything. And my first car was a, was a Nissan Altima. It was my sister's. She, the engine blew, and we just kept it. And then we bought a new engine, and me and Joel and my grandfather – in our little basement in that townhouse, took it out and put a new engine. The first week I drove it, you know, I, I blew the, I blew the transmission out. <laughs> Mom told me not to drive it at night, and I did, you know. And and jo- Josh, Josh, my stepbrother, his son, dared me to jump this hill, and I like barely went over it. And he's like, "Oh, you pussy!" 
<laughs> you better go back and jump that shit. And I did. And like we came up on two wheels and I almost hit, it, almost hit a mailbox and it came back down and like busted the transmission plate. So I just drove it all the way home, burnt the transmission up. Uh-huh. And then Joel like, it was like, you know, he'd worked forever on this this car, like getting it right. And he's like, all right, well, we'll go get us a transmission, you know. And he, you know, he put a transmission in and, you know, I drove that car for a long time. And then, and then uh, I got rid of that car and I took his old Honda Accord. It was like a stick shift, you know, and like, I think I wrecked it when I was high, you know, and he still helped me fix it. I, I wrecked Frank's car and he helped me fix it, you know. It's just like, I'm just saying there's so many things. There's, you know, I mean, he probably spent so much money on me trying just to make sure that I had everything I wanted and more, you know. So, um, but, you know, we've all made made up since then, you know. We're all we're all right as rain now, yeah. you know. But, I mean, those there were some rough years, you know, there in between, you know, between going to jail and I – mean, do you remember that time I was in juvenile detention center? Worst time of my life ever. ever. Yeah. How long were you in there for? About a month, right? No, is this when... Um, this is when... So I got... When you wrote the check? Well, I stole a check from my dad, dad and cashed it, and he pressed charges. And then I got a DUI, like, all in the same time. Oh, wow. Yeah, so two felonies, two different counties. 17 years old. We're rocking along real good here. Yeah. You know? And um, Shelby County and Jefferson County. But... I had to go down there to for my like arraignment or whatever, and they drug test me. I was like, I'm probably going to fail for weed, so just letting you know. They're like, it's cool. I take the test, and I fell for like cocaine and like just like all this and stuff. And swearing to me, he had never in his life done cocaine. Oh, I did. And Big I was, fat and rail, I believe like four days earlier. Yeah, jeez, <laughs> yeah. I believe that part. I was like, he's never done cocaine. So I go to jail. I'll never forget when I was in jail was the. For for us Alabama fans, the Tyrone Pro Throw catch, you know, yeah, where his leg snaps in yeah. backwards in four places. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I was in jail for that. I remember it against Florida, and we were, were leaving to go to Talladega, yeah. and I just, I mean, when that judge said they were keeping you, which I think your dad asked them to. I mean, was it kind of a sigh of relief where you were like, I can no. go to Talladega and not no. worry about them being not in- then because I just still. Did not feel like you were ready for that. Yeah. I mean, I just, oh, I mean, I was so upset. Yeah. And uh, I came every day from Talladega yeah. and drove all the way there to see. Yeah. I mean, I was just worried sick. Yeah. But, um, well, I was in there for like three weeks and then they were like, I was like, when am I going to get out of here? And then I got to go see the judge. And they put you in shackles, like, Around your ankles, like I don't think it they, was that long. I think it felt that long. Well, no, because I remember I went to court, and then my judge wasn't there that day, so I had to go back in. And then they and I was there I for moved another, the whole thing to another county. Yeah, yeah. To I was there for another week. Yeah, and then I got out, and then. Um, was that I went to military school after that? Something? It wasn't too long when they um, moved it to. Jefferson County, then he got it dismissed because I went to military school 
And I got high and stuff on the way up there. Like, I had drugs on me, but I was with my dad, so I had to, like, hide when I did it. It was, like, Port Gibson, Mississippi. It was, like, an eight-hour drive. It was forever away. And I remember going to – we're getting dark today, baby. Yeah, we are. Yeah. So, yeah. But, I mean, this is cool. This is my story. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, And my mom's story, too. And we get there. I'm in military school. And we did, like, this two-week wilderness camp. And, like, I, my whole entire foot was like a fucking blister, dude. And the thing is, though, I'm just They shaved my head. Let me interject yeah. this, is that a mother knows I wanted with all my might for this to be the thing that could help him. But I knew he could not do this. Yeah. I knew he wanted to, but I was like, number one, He's not ready to pass this school. School's hard. The school's very hard, and he's not ready for that. So how is he going to do that? Yeah. Number two, he's not clean. He can't just go cold turkey. Yeah. And as bad as he wants to do it, you're setting him up for failure. Yeah. But I was desperate, too. So I was like, maybe Maybe yeah. this would be the thing, but I knew it. What I just knew yeah. So was what ended up happening was is I started the schoolwork, and then I freaked out like I always did, and then I started walking down the road. I was like, I'm not staying here. I'm walking home. But I mean, he had tried like he had done that long walk. He had huge blisters. I mean. Yeah. It was awful. It's like uniforms, make your bed every day. Like, it was like. And his dad called me and goes, well, your baby boy's coming home. I yeah, well, like, I, well, see, I, I I wanted out of there, so I got a Greyhound bus on the way home. I got drunk on the Greyhound bus with some guys I met, you know. And then mom picked me up at the bus station. Just I was, I was I think I felt, did a face plant, right, just trying to get no, into the car. But, and and that's when Joel said y'all aren't coming here. Yeah. Either. Well, and what that happened? Well, you're not. You're missing show. part of the story. Yeah. I came home. I got drunk for a weekend at the lake, and then I I was like, man, if I could just get another chance, I could do it again. I could yeah. go back and do it. And then I went back to the military school. I drove and all him it took all was the way me, back. All it, yeah. All it took me was one little thing of going. I mean, God damn. You know, and they kicked me out. Once they kicked me out, I was coming home, and that's when Joel was like, you can't come here. So they helped me get an apartment. I got an apartment. I got a job making making uh, Hardee's uh, biscuits. Was this in Tus- was this Tuscaloosa? This, uh, this, and he kept going, Mom, there's so many kinds of bread. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember all these different kinds of bread. I mean, I'm working at Hardee's. I'm walking to work every day, you know. And, and uh, I mean, we made the apartment nice, yeah. too. Yeah, I end up getting, long story short, I end up getting evicted <laughs> out of that apartment for smoking pot. I had like 15 crew members from Hardy's in there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I come in out. one morning, here's all these guys sitting there. I'm like, oh. And then I went to, then <clears> I, <throat> and then I went, yeah, and then I went to Tuscaloosa. They helped me get another apartment. And, uh, Supposed uh, to be going to GED school. School, and I never did. I was just, by that time, I was like full-on addict, selling drugs, doing the whole gambit. And, uh, you know, I got arrested, did like three months. In, uh, well, I was in I was in uh, Tuscaloosa for like m- one month. That's what it was. Because yeah. I, I didn't have a, a, I didn't, y'all wouldn't come pay my bill. Y'all were like, fuck you. you know yeah, when I mean? that happened is when I 
felt like you were ready yeah. for me to cut yeah. you off. Yeah. I mean, before you have to realize you were really a mm-hmm. child. And I mean, you have to, as a parent, come to the point where you're like, if I decide to do the tough love thing, I can live with it if mm-hmm. he dies. Yeah. I mean, basically. Yeah. And, you know, I would talk with one of my neighbors who had a 45-year-old son that was an addict. Yeah. And I had to know when I decided to say, I can't come Mm -hmm. until you help yourself, that you were ready for that. Yeah. And And when I did it, you know, it was the hardest thing yeah. I've ever done. Well, but that's when you did. When we're sitting here help. telling y'all this story, you two, does mm-hmm. this even feel like the same guy that you know now? No, I'm no. about to cry, it's, honestly. No, yeah. not at all. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's crazy. It's wild, right? man. It's crazy just to even think about. But um, So I lived in Tuscaloosa for a little while, and then I got arrested down there and you know, finally got out of there, and then I finally called you one day after being getting out of jail. Is, like, is this the call? Yeah, this is the one I called you mom, about? and I was like, I'm ready to get some help. And then I think like a month or two later, I went and got help. Yeah, he's, um, he got out of jail, and I told him then, I said, your lease will be up in one month in that apartment. And when it's up, you have nowhere to go. So basically, I think you partied like a rock star for another month. Yeah. And you were like, this is no life. Yeah. And that's when you were kind of just going from couch to couch. Yeah. You would show up at my job. And sleep in your car. Sleep in the car and, you know, just, oh, it's it a was, nightmare. It's a nightmare. It, it, I mean, it's thinking about and it. And, you know, yeah. honestly... I, every night I would just say a prayer, just let him live. Because yeah. I know it's like I said in that, a yeah. little tired. Yeah. If God just lets him live, I yeah. know he's going to make it. Yeah. And, I mean, that's truly what I believe. Yeah. If, if you just live, you're going to come out of this. Yeah. And when you called me and said, I want to get help, I truly believed you would do it. Mm-hmm. But even... When you went to Bradford, yeah, it I knew it. They were going to call and say because this is what happens in anything, any rehab, mm-hmm. even physical. Yeah, they call and say, "Oh, it's time for them to go," and I knew it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And they called. Sure enough, I'm on the family vacation, and you're going to have to come get him. Insurance is up, and mm-hmm. I said, "I'm not coming." Yeah. You're going to find something else he needs longer. Yeah. And that's when they said, would you help pay for a halfway house? And I was like, absolutely. Yeah. So that's. So, yeah, mom got me into the halfway house. Um, and I lived there for six months and worked the steps. And I've been sober ever since. Amen. So, that's awesome. Amen. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, did you, did I mean, I remember one time, I remember we were at the lake. And I was about three years sober. Mm-hmm. And you go, I don't know. It just seemed like the first three years you were trying to figure out what you're doing. But now you're just doing so awesome. I was like, well, damn. <laughs> you know, I thought I've been doing good this whole time. <laughs> you know? But, uh, you know, I mean, I, I think it did. It took me a while to kind of, like, figure out what I wanted to do. You know, I mean, I went back and got my good, my good enough diploma, my GED. Yeah. 
So, and um, I, I will say, you know, when you've called me throughout your life about things that you really were excited about, yeah, that was one of the proudest days. I yeah. mean, when you knew you had passed that, mm-hmm. it was like, you know, everybody thinks I'm stupid. By God, you yeah. know, I've passed this thing. And you know, it kind of uh, it goes back to like what we were talking about—the whole manipulation thing that I learned early on. It's like. You know, I realized that th- I didn't realize that. That's what the 12 steps helped me do, realize that I did that, you yeah. know. And I'd taken the test, what, twice before and failed it? Yeah. But as soon as I went back to all my high school teachers and everybody, <laughs> I even went to Mr. Bruce. I made amends for, you know, being a manipulative, you know, drug addicts, you know, brat-ass kid, you know. Once I did that and forgave myself for those things, I was able to go and take that test and pass it. So it was all just a mental thing. That's all it was. Yeah. And then I started taking college courses at Jeff State, and yeah. and then uh, by this time I was playing guitar really, you know, fluently, and went to Nashville with a guy that I sponsored, and they were like, "We're going to record an album." Then I moved to Nashville, and then I'm just like, "Fuck school, I'm doing music." Yeah, what was what was your mindset like when when you heard, "Hey, mom, I'm gonna go do music. I'm gonna go up to Nashville." Like, what are you thinking as all this is happening? Oh, I was totally for it. I thought it was great. Yeah, you know, I always thought in the long run have something to fall back on, but I totally was supportive. Of and it. I thought that my first guitar was when I was 19. That was the first guitar I I bought and learned how to play. We were going through footage for the hate this town video and we found this video we're about to post it soon but it was a christmas morning i guess i was probably what seven or eight you were nine i I was nine yeah and my mom and seth my stepdad at the time bought me this alvarez guitar and uh i guess you sent me the video and you were like look at this i found and i'm just watching it and i'm holding the guitar and i'm like playing i'm just mesmerized by this thing and mom says you know, she's like, look at him holding that thing. It's like he's in, he might he's gonna be a star like the next Garth Brooks. And y'all are all asleep, man. But I just fucking lost it. Well, I remember you. I think I remember you sending me the video when we were on the road. I remember waking up. To yeah, it. I had that radio interview. Those yeah. weird motherfuckers in Texas. Yeah. But anyways, it was yeah. like a podcast. Yeah, yeah. Something. But I remember. I remember you said like that was a moment when you when you opened that video. Yeah. Like that hit you. So yeah, it's I mean, wild. it hit me hard, and it's just like. And I've I've mentioned that this before on this podcast, but it's just like, just to think that, you know, you knew all along. You know, it's just like the song says, she sees what only angels can. You know, she sees me better than I am. It's like, you knew all along that, you know, I was destined to do something great, you know, in this world. And it's like, you know, just to think that I almost didn't make it, that drugs and alcohol almost, you know, took my life, like, you know, like my best friend trip and yeah. You know, so many people that we know that the disease of addiction and alcohol have, you know, I mean our you know, we have family members that have, you know, died from alcoholism yeah. and you know, family members that have family members that have died and just to think that, you know, that could have been me, that could you know, their mom could have been you, you know, and just right. to think that I almost didn't make it and wouldn't be affecting people's lives like I, like I you know like I am today, you know. If well, I and that's from that shit. that's right, and that's why I say that, you know, you you first got sober and you helped so many other people, mm-hmm. you know, that way, and 
and now you know look what you're doing with your music and even the song a little tired and yeah you know all that so but i feel like you know as a mom your your first job is to make your children feel that unconditional love yeah and i feel like good mothers and there's a lot of them out there mm-hmm. that's the closest thing you get to god's love for us because it's unconditional when yeah. they see your eyes they know that you're just so loved yeah you know and you know if if someone doesn't give a child that then how do they get that faith yeah. and how do they get that belief in goodness and that things will always work out so you know that's why I always wanted y'all to believe in yourself and and to know that yeah. you know hey I am good I'm yeah. worth something you know yeah. and um so when you say that you know she sees what angels yeah. see that's very sweet but you know I think that's a mom's job yeah you know that's yeah. What they should do. What did you think when uh, I said I was moving to Nashville at 30 years old? Oh, I mean, it wasn't, you know, scary Um, to me. This is what I think mom thinks. Well, you should have done it years ago. You shouldn't have got married. Well, I felt like you should have both win if you were married. Right. Um, You know, but... I do believe that when you're married, the mom doesn't say what she thinks. Because, oh, wow. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Because, I mean. That's you're, very traditional. Well, you're, yeah. you're, you're supposed to support that marriage yeah. and not interrupt, and yeah. I, I wouldn't do that. Um, sometimes I look back and think maybe I did that not enough. Yeah. Um, but that wasn't my place to interrupt you know if i would have said to you she ought to go with you blah 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 then you would have felt more animosity sooner maybe you know but um things work out for the best yeah no i agree um, it all happens for a reason right it does and um you you were there when you should be and look how things went so pretty crazy right amazing i mean pretty insane um, yeah. What else we got on here? I was going to ask um, some of the times, like, so it, Trey and and Matt and Terry and, like, the, that core crew, the playing four four nights a week, four-hour covered gigs, no breaks. Like, there had to be some holidays uh, they missed, had to be some things that they – what what was that like, those, those years of just – I mean, now we're gone a lot, too, but, like, being gone – Every week, every weekend, like all that stuff. What was what was that like? What you for need? You? you need some more water. Some water. Yeah. Be great. That's really nothing new, though. You know what I mean? Me well, being well, gone. Well, yeah. well, I'm, well, I'm saying that like though when that started, like when the Trey Lewis band started, to where this is like how I'm gonna make my money. Like I'm Thursday to Sunday, I'm I'm gone, kind of thing. Yeah, I like guess, I'm out doing it. Um, it was probably more so just the fact when he was in Nashville, you know. Uh, one of the hardest things for me as far as being away was 
when Trey first started doing his little gig at Kelly's, mm-hmm. I had retired and did some travel nursing. And I was missing that, those gigs, yeah. the first gigs. And I was about to die, you know, till I could get home and, and see those, yeah. you know. And your dad was around for that, and I couldn't be there at that yeah, time. Yeah, dad actually got me that gig. And um, they would be like, oh, his dad's his number one fan. And I'd be like, no, he's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I am. <laughs> but, of course, we both were. But, um but, yeah, I mean, him being in Nashville, I mean, it's only three hours, but still, that that was a bigger change, yeah. just not seeing you for a few minutes here and there, you know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the gigs, you know, being busy, it's, uh, for me, I think it's a blessing. I'm, I love it. Yeah. You know, for sure. Like you said, I'd be at every one. If but I you know, it does suck sometimes. You know, like I miss Easter. I miss this little they put together. Or, or I guess, what's it like being the mother to a musician? Like that might be the better question. You know, because it's it's different from the normal nine to five. Like it's what we what we do for work with with traveling and and doing shows and things like that. It's it's different than having the kid that's the accountant, the kid that's the teacher, yeah. the kid that's this, that's that. Like, what's that like? Well, I mean, I'm just very proud of him. Yeah, you know? I think yeah. I think the bottom line he's, is is he's the same to me, you know, yeah. behind doors. So, yeah, I think the thing is uh, is like mom all Trey mom, never changes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think the thing about it is is just like mom wants me to want you know, a mom wants her kids to be happy, and yeah. she knows that what we're doing is is. You know, I'm happy as can be. What so, we want to be doing. Yeah, she's yeah. proud of it. And, you know, the way I And she's feel. gotten a little famous, too. So you know. <laughs> She's got oh, yes. fake accounts. Oh, Wendy. Yeah, she's yeah. got fake yeah. accounts. Hey, we never know how long it'll last. So yeah. we always say enjoy the ride while it lasts. Well, but can, yeah. Trey will be doing this if he's just riding and picking. Yeah. You know, forever, I think. Here's a, yeah, I think I'll just do it until I can't anymore. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like. You know, I don't know. I th- you know, it's like that Luke Combs song. I know I've re- referenced it before. It's like, if I wasn't doing this, I'd still be doing this, you know? I mean, I remember before, right when COVID hit, I mean, I was still calling my mom asking for 150 bucks here and there, you know? and it's Yeah, I was teasing him that I went, uh, he had Venmoed me some money. Yeah. And uh, I said, well, hey, I look back over my Venmo, and before COVID hit, you still ain't gave me near what I sent you on yeah. Venmo, you know. Now we're, just, but like that's the thing but too. It's it's like, cool, you know, yeah. it's just, you know, that's the thing too. It's like you know, money is not is, is not a thing. You know, like there's. I feel like for me, there's no amount of money that I could give my mom or Joel that could ever repay. The reason the gray hairs are in their hair. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, Joel. And Joel's Joel's yeah. Like, whatever. You look great, Wendy. A little yeah. dye helps. <laughs> yeah, you look great. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I listened to yeah. uh, a song on the way um, that you read, and I love it about you, um, the song Something Out of Nothing. Oh, yeah. And I was I had it on here thinking about stubborn heart that just won't quit. Yeah. Just don't listen. Never gonna give in. Yeah, I have to put that one on the TikTok so people can hear it. Tell me I can't. Damn, Damn it, I, I will. will. That's and this is you said. How was he as a child? This is him. His whole life. 
tell me. Tell me I, I can't, can't. Damn, damn it, it I, I will. will. Um, that's how I'm, I'm built, built, doing it my, my way. way. Going all in, pushing my mm-hmm. luck. Looking that. at 33, knowing that there's more to me than just cold <laughs> can crushing, dirt road running. Living my yeah. life away. Yeah, running yeah. my life away. Running my life away. But I want to look back and be proud. But I made something, something out of nothing. Yeah, and I wrote that with I wrote that with actually Davis Corley and uh, Jordan Rager, and um, Davis Corley was also a writer on whatever she sees in me. Davis Corley's like my favorite writer to like write the kind of songs um, that mean something. That that. That reflect that reflected. He's the best like artist writer that I that I've probably I've written with a lot of great writers even now being at Sony Publishing, but like. Davis is like my boy, you know, and like every time I have a write with him, I never have to worry about what we're going to write that day. I know yeah. I'm going to walk out of there and be like, damn, we got a good song today. And um, so I'll, I'll just talk about the song a little bit since we're kind of getting into there. I, you know, I've, I saw this little note that somebody said, what is mom's proudest moment? And I think it's probably this song, right? Probably so, yeah. I would think. Um, so um, I had this song uh, title in my phone whatever she sees in me but I wanted to write it about you and I took it to a few rights and I'd throw it out there you know when we first get there we throw out song titles and I threw that one out a couple of times and people were like man I just feel like if we don't write it about a girl we're missing a golden opportunity to write a song about you know a love song and I was just like yeah fuck that have you ever seen my love life it never ends well you know <laughs> yeah yeah. Woman behind me. Oh God! Yes, please, <laughs> Queen. <laughs> tell me about country. What do you know about country boy? Crazy. Anyway, Hey, singing like a middle finger is good. Yeah, it right? is. Yeah. We're gonna that's sing saying, number one. That's why man. you don't want to sing about a girl. Yeah, saying. but yeah, it's just like you know, I'm not single anymore. Me, me and Kara are doing great. Woo. Um, we love her. Yeah, we became friends on Facebook today. She brought it to my attention that we weren't That's friends on precious. Facebook. Damn. Yeah. This is romantic. This is yeah, romantic. romantic. Got to write, write these notes down. Back by. to the song. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, it was me, Ryan Rosbo, and and um, and um, Barrett Baber. We got together one day and wrote a song, and uh, we ended up writing that God's Tough song, which you've I heard. I love that. That's a banger. But I yes. threw out whatever she sees that day, and and we didn't write it. But Ryan Rosbo, we wrote "Hate This Town" together with Jordan Walker, and then I think he texted me. He's like, "Dude, I want to write that song." And and the cool thing about the way all this is is like, okay, Dick Down Dallas did what it did. And then when I signed at Sony, it was like I was writing with people that I knew that were like up on the chain of like songwriters here in town. And um, one day I got together with Lee Starr and and, uh, Russell Sutton and we tried to write this song that was just like kind of like the tongue in cheeky, like Toby Keith type thing. But it's like, you know, I love those kind of songs, you know, but that really ain't me who I am as an artist, you know. Um, So I posted Little Tired on you know, whatever. And Lee Starr saw that and was like, dude, I would love to like write something real with you. So me, Lee Starr and Davis Corley, like I was like, let's just put the three of us together that way. You know, I know if I haven't written with Russell much, but I've written with Davis a ton. I've written a ton of songs. So I was like, I know we'll get a song. And then, uh, Ryan Bo- Rospo hit me up one day. He was like, dude, we got to write that whatever she sees in me song. Like, I know it's a hit. And I was like, 
Well, and and uh, Lee rents his studio from Ryan at the time, and I was like, "Well, dude, I got one with Ryan and and Davis. You just want to jump onto that one?" So we get in the room, we start writing the song, and it's like, "Fuck yeah, this is awesome!" Like, but we got to that second verse, and uh, Davis Corley has this thing where he goes outside and smokes a cigarette, and then he comes back in, and it's like the best thing you ever fucking heard song. of. You know, it's yeah. like holy shit. Are you from outer space or so, what? So I'm guessing he went out to have his cigarette. So he went out to have yeah. a cigarette, and like me and Lee, we're like, I mean, there's just so many cool things that happen with this song because Lee Star, he, you know, he talked about his mom how they didn't really get along him growing up, and you know, she had problems with addiction or alcoholism or whatever. But he was like, you know what? I don't have this experience, but I'm going to write the shit out of this song with you today. And, like, I have such admiration and, like, respect for somebody that can just put their personal shit aside and just do their job, you know? And he crushed it that day. But anyways, Davis walks back in and he, you know, talks about – he says a few things. And I was like, damn. And then, you know, the second verse, which nobody's heard it yet, but we're going to put it on TikTok later today. And it's like – you know, I had a heartbreak, took it real bad, ended up six months in a rehab. Sober was a hard thing till I found a six string. Still wish daddy could have seen that. Yeah, but mama did. Front row saying, saying that's, that's my, my kid. kid. Damn right. And dude, I got full body chills and my eyes whelped up with tears during that right. And I don't cry a lot. I'm not a very you cry. Really I'm don't. not a crying person. I do it on that. But then. I do. I cry every day. I, I do too. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every Bonner day. cries himself to sleep. About sure something every day. Which so, it doesn't yeah. take much. I mean, I really just like lost it. And I was like, wow, this is a special song. And it's so about Wendy. Like that, yeah. that is. That's just about everything we've talked about. Today. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's like, awesome. All the shit that we went through, you know, and it's just like, you know, you got my mom and, you know, my sister. My, while my mom was working, you know, those 12-hour days, my sister would make us dinner, you know. And, you know, we, me and, sometimes me and Molly would get high and watch Lifetime movies together, you know. It's yeah. part of it. But, uh, you know, it's just everything we went through as a child and then and then the more personal – and you know, all the relatable stuff in the front end and in the second – you know, verse talks about my story and, you know, me and my dad became super close after I got sober and he was like my best friend. I lived with him for a little while and we were just super, super tight. And then, you know, it's like now, I mean, all the stuff I'm doing now, I, I wish that my dad could see this, could be here to see this. And I know he's still here and he's like, I can still talk to him, but you know, it just ain't the same. For yeah. sure. And, and But he's seeing it. I know yeah, he is. Yeah. yeah. Also, I wrote a new song. I just did a demo of it today about him. It's called uh, It's called Thought About Calling You Today. It's oh, cool. it's great. Yeah. I got yeah. the demo. Yeah, I love so, it. I listened to it again. I sent you the work tape, but I put one with my voice on it. It's cool. Send it. But, uh, I love that. Yeah, I'm going to have to write a song about Joel for too long. I, lo- I love talk them. about all the hey, gray hairs. Hey, <laughs> I love the lyric you said earlier. I mean, you said it in a thing, but you said he can fix anything from your heart to your car. Your car. Yeah, That's it's from good... uh, the uh, Trent Tomlinson song. But, uh, but that daddy's such... always been there True, for me. Yeah, from T ball to touchdowns, fix my car and fix my heart. Yeah. Well, he can do it. And then that song, the hook on that song is he's an angel with no halo and one wing in the fire, and he has a halo, though. He's had a halo. Yeah. He's over there crying, speaking of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm just thankful well, you drove all the way up here today, Wendy. Oh, yeah. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I can't wait for when, – when's the next show you're coming to? 
Panama City. Yeah. This oh, you'll be there this weekend? Saturday. Yeah, it's going to be great. Frank's going to be there. Wynn's going to be there. I'm excited. You're going to be there. I think Saturday morning I'm going to go run a jet ski and break my leg before I get no, on the stage. Out on a wheelchair. Oh, no. Here's Trey Lewis from pushing you out in a wheelchair. Just Bob like wheels down. you out. Bob wheels yeah. you out in a wheelchair. Dick down and Hey, what about that time we went to – I was thinking about this. This is completely not the right time. But remember that time we went to Memphis together? Yes. I was looking. I found the pictures. My mama don't want this. What was that? What happened? I, I found uh, pictures from it the other day. And fact, Joel was saying, why did you and Trey get pulled over when y'all were going to Nashville that time? And I was like, that was when we were going to Memphis. And I had that white CRV. Yeah. We were touring Elvis's house. I was like on the brink of my divorce. Like it was happening. And he took me with him. And I they, went up there to speak at like a recovery thing. Yes, right? on the radio. Yeah. But they gave us like these headsets to wear. When yeah. you walked around, um, am I fired? No, you're good. Only, uh, only I'm fired, Wendy. <laughs> only I'm fired. Uh, <laughs> That's a clip. <laughs> <laughs> they gave us uh, these headsets to wear, and it was hot as everything when you're walking around yeah. the mansion. Have you been you to know? Graceland? I have not. Dude, we got to go. And so, I mean, it was just And they're miserable. just nasty. I mean, people have been wearing these yeah. things. Yeah, and I was like, Trey, I don't want to wear this. And and Trey was like, sir, is there somewhere we can put this? And they were like, no, no, no. And Trey, <laughs> Trey was like, my mama don't want this. Yeah. <laughs> and, he, and they said, well, I forgot. It was like, you're going to have to wait a minute. And he goes, well, my mama don't want this. Yeah. I was basically just going to set it on the ground. You yeah. Know? yeah. You know? It was so funny. We thought it was anyway. Yeah. yeah. What um what show moment um since like the post Dick Down Down stuff? So like from so DDID comes out. And then which show was the first one you were at after that? Was that Birmingham? Was Idaho the first one, or did we have one before that? Because I know you went—you didn't come down to Statesboro or Savannah. No, you weren't in. Were you, were you in Texas? No, y'all came to Birmingham show in Idaho in January. Because mom does, mom's not the biggest fan of Idaho. Well, it's just dark and crowded, and well, no, because we played. It, Zydeco, and then we went to Texas, right? No, we went to Texas first. Texas was okay. in December because that was before Christmas. We came to Texas. Oh, at, oh uh, at the uh, at the, the hell's it called? It was um the place where they had the steaks. Yes, because we ate. What's it called? They had, they had that good steak in Roy in a, City. In a, it was in a, uh, in a former band. Yeah, that that girl. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was. It was the night Bonner had a good time. The last time Bonner ever got laid. Yeah, last no time, Bo- last time Bonner went critter crawling, and we had a, a former band member soak his steak in a one sauce. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, and it was like the dance hall thing. But for you, was was it that moment, or was it Zydeco, or like what for you at the show moment where you were like, "Holy shit, this is happening!" Like things have changed. Like what? What was that moment for you? Probably um, Zydeco was awesome, but I loved Iron City. Yeah. I mean, that was just... That was the culmination, and you had the whole family there. You guys had your own section. Yes, that was just awesome. And then, of course, I had all my Avondale was pretty badass, though. And uh, Yeah, Avondale. That was awesome because all the... Our friends were there. Um, Joe brought me my, my boat. Friends. Yeah, the boat. Yeah. yeah, I think Avondale was really just yeah. the coolest for me as a mom. And um, 
Floribama was cool. Y'all were there for that uh, one. Nice. It rained when we were loading out, and it was pouring, but I think it always rains down there. Yeah. But yeah, that was a cool time. All yeah. them bushwhackers. Yeah, it was hot. What'd you call them? Bushwhackers. Uh, you said, man, well, like an extra T and a yeah, D at the end. Yeah. I said, bush- bushwhackers. I thought I said bushwhackers. That's, yeah, what, that's what I said. I was, I, was like, <laughs> I was wondering what he was drinking at. I'm drinking liquid death. I, I, got a re- I, got a, I got a recovery story, too. I ain't looking to relapse I today. Know, I know. Yeah, by the way, this liquid death really is good. They don't pay us or anything to have these on here, but they did give us 50 free cases. So liquid death, here's your free shout out. I think they gave them to yeah. Burrell. You, never, you haven't seen them yet, right? No, no they, they gave them to me. They, I just made Burrell come get them. Oh, okay. yeah, they gave them to him, and then we had to carry. We had to get them out of one truck and put them into my truck, and then I had to put them in my garage. Damn, that's so, a lot yeah. of work. Yeah, that's what he pays me for. Don't move. So got to do. Can't just stand around and do nothing. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Can confirm. Gotta do something. Yeah. That's right. right. What you got, Joe? They did when they sold said out sold out show. They the went crazy. Right that was insane. awesome. Because we played at um, we played at Zydeco about, I don't know, four years ago. It was me and Joe Fortner. You remember that? Mm-hmm. And everybody in the family came. We sold 189 tickets. And that up until that I think point, Pap that was, came to that. Yeah, Pap came to, up to that point. That was like the biggest. And that was a co headline, right? Yeah, it was co headline. That was where I first met Mitch Goshi. <laughs> you know, he got fired from Joe Fortner band, but if he's not good enough for that band, he's at least good enough for the Trey Lewis band. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Who was that? Mitch. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, was playing, with that, he was playing with that other band. Uh, Mitch has a new nickname. It's the catfish. Catfish. Yeah. Why is this? What is this? It's just catfish. We can talk about it off camera, but that's his name. Catfish. Okay. I mean, I, he goes. He, he, oh, I know now. He, yeah, yeah. He yeah. kind of looks like a catfish. He does look like a catfish, especially with his cut off shirt and his chief wahoo hat and all that nonsense. Yeah, Dad. See, I didn't hang out with y'all last week. I was just in the back of no, ignoring everybody. Yeah, just drinking your ass off, having a good time. Yeah. Wendy, um, what are you listening to? Because I you. Yeah, keep we, hearing you keep pulling these songs out that you listen to on the car ride. I want to know what you listen to. Well, you know, I always listen to what Trey sends me, and uh, that unreleased. Uh, and uh, I love a hundred miles of highway. That I think is going to be I, that's yeah. the one I'm most excited for. Hundred miles of highway is a song that's going to come out later this year. We got our friend Adam Hood. He's going to feature on it. It's going to be awesome. I mean, that is just a great song. Yeah. yeah, I really like that. Wrote it with Jordan Walker and Matt McKinney. Um, and what are some songs that you're what, what's on what are you, when you're driving what are you bumping what are you jamming to driving down the road well the song I referenced earlier um, I like I you know told Todd to listen to it my brother picks and yeah he was a big inspiration for me picking up the guitar he'll, he'll learn a song so like at the beach we can sing together yeah and um, I just like that song because um it, it's kind of like comparing. Who is it? Kylie Morgan? Yeah. I, I want to say she may sing it with the guy that does that fancy like Applebee's or something. Maybe. Walker Hayes. But, but the, uh, like the chorus, it says, I'm just human buried in denial. I judge people and I read the Bible. Mm-hmm. I drink too much, but my body is a temple. I love Jesus, but I cuss just a little. Oh, cuss a little. Yeah, right here it is. Kylie Morgan. So it, 
And, you know, go check her out. Lately, I've I've just had a lot of things happen. And I'm like, you know, and just like with DDID, people ask me, like, I mean, how do you put up with that? Your shop, you know. And I'm like, I would rather somebody know none of us are perfect, you know. All of us sin every day. And, you know, if, if, if you didn't need Jesus, you you wouldn't be perfect. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. know. So yeah, I mean, I I'm think like, bottom line, it's just like it's, it's like, not a it's not a dig at anybody. That song, it's just I mean, it's just there. People love it. They have a good time with it. If you get offended, then you ain't my kind of person. Yeah, and listen well, to something else. But yeah. I'm just saying that the clean version. Overall, Don't even watch the podcast. You know? Listen to the clean. Yeah. Just fuck all the way off. <laughs> but I'm just saying overall, Trey, in all aspects, people are. Um, it, I would rather someone be, you know, straightforward. That, you know, I'm striving to be good. Yeah. But I know I'm not perfect. Yeah. Because no one's perfect. Yeah, and I remember one time we were at the lake, and I mean, I, I think I was going on and on about one of my sex escapades or some shit. And Frank, uh, my friend, was like, dude, I just can't believe you talk like that in front of your mom. And <laughs> I was like, well, I mean, honestly, I mean, would you rather have a relationship with your kid where you can talk about everything, you know, and, and be able to trust them, you know? Or would you rather just have a you know relationship with your parent where you you know can't talk about anything? Well, you're walking on eggshells the whole yeah, time. There's yeah. tension and anxiety. And, like, think, and that's that's. I mean, I think mm-hmm. that that's you know the kind of relationship me and mom have always had, and I think that that's why I am the way I am. You know, and, and that's kind of why I always say I'm kind of like an open scroll, and 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 I think that that's what has led me to be successful and be me is is that I'm a hundred percent authentically myself. Yeah. And, and you're really honest person. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm self-aware. I'm not like, you know. But that's why I think um, during the addiction part for you to lie at all was so out of character. Because it, lying doesn't come naturally for you. Yeah. I'm you're just honestly out there. Yeah. You know. He, everything, uh, if you tell Trey something, everybody else knows. <laughs> Uh, might as well have handed out a press release. He's working on that a little Mom bit. can't keep a secret either. Hell, I got it from her. <laughs> Joel's the worst. Joel's the worst. What did I, <laughs> oh, look at that. I think I, I may have gotten one surprise ever because he always, he can't keep it a surprise. What did, uh, what did Mitch say? He said, uh, when I got fired, I told my wife and I told Trey Lewis. And after that, I figured everybody else knew. <laughs> everybody that needed to know would know. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Uh, yeah, Trey would be like, Mom, are you going to be home Tuesday? You might get something delivered. <laughs> like, okay. Well, I just want to make sure she's there, you know. Hell. That's right. Yeah. She wasn't. She was like, oh, I was like, yeah, what did I get you some flowers or yeah. something for your birthday? Yeah. Sweet boy. Sweet boy. Trying to take up after McElwain over there. Yeah. McElwain uh, buys girls for what have you been listening to, man? Um, I've actually been listening, and this is going to make you happy. But I, made I know happy. what you've been listening it's to. It's going to make uh, Jason. Uh, it's gonna make um, Jason lights and drugs. Jason. Well, I've been listening to the new the new Sam Varga songs. Really cool. Yeah, it's cool. But also stoplight um, stoplight observations, bro. Yeah, it's good. I never thought that I would be into like 
quote unquote gerbil music. That's just a rock like, band. But I mean, it's Wait, gerbil what is, music. What is gerbil music? They're not gerbil a, music. Are you talking about gerbil? I mean, the they're not a jam band. I mean, they're just a rock band. I mean, their second, uh, their their second biggest song is called Aquarius Apocalyptic, and it's got like all these like ambient noises. Like it's not just it's like it's not like like the Rolling they're Stones. They're just a rock band. They're the, not the a Rolling jam Stones. band, no sir. No, they are they are vibey, and I I feel <laughs> like I feel like if you're like like <laughs> on. I don't know. I, I, it's not something that I would normally listen to, but I have been playing that, that damn too young song. And I've, I got showed it to Nikki T and Kurt Ozom last night. They're all about having it. cigars. And they were like, what the fuck is this? Like I've yeah. shown it to so many people and yeah. they're like, holy crap, this is amazing. That yeah. uh, Holly girl I've been hanging out with, I showed it to her. She's like, what's, what was that song we were playing? Like everybody's been talking, but, and it's cool that it's like, when did mix, that so. come out? 15 or 16? That song came out in 2018. Mm-hmm. So, Kind of um, that right time. before the uh, too young, but when when did Aquarius Apocalyptic come out? Twenty sixteen, yeah, and Dinosaur Bones, and yeah, that band's so good, dude. They, they like they have I don't a full know, catalog just, too. That's a shame. I feel like they, they should did be a, way bigger. But than I feel they like are. that's and kind I hate of, when people say that to me. So if you see this, don't feel bad that. I but I feel that. like it's part of the part of that scene. They did the know? festival circuit that year. Yeah, they yeah. did Bonnaroo. They did like the hangout. Yeah, world Jason ran drugs. And, I mean, Jason does. Drugs. <laughs> well, we know Jason does drugs and lights. Yeah, yes. but he 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 ran sound or something for him at Avondale. So oh no shit! It was like during the pandemic, so there weren't a lot of people there. But he said that everybody that was there was like super into it. Yeah, which I would be too. Did they have a French bulldog that comes on stage? Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, I've been listening to Stoplight Observations and then the the usual Southern Rock, Texas country. What yeah, have you been so. listening to, Trey? Dude, I've been listening to just um I just been in demo jail. Like just listening to I know this sounds conceited as fuck, but I just been listening to like all my songs collectively trying to figure out like what I'm gonna put out next or like or like how I'm gonna do it. Like there's a part of me that just wants to be like for like ten weeks straight, just put out a song every week. You know, anxiety. Yeah, Bonner's like, kill me now. But like, if, if we did that, <laughs> yeah, it'd be like, if, yeah. we, if we did that, just be like, here's a song. There wouldn't be any like, yeah. oh, go pre-order this, go right. pre-save it. Yeah, like, no. Oh, let's see what Sa- other, let's SoundCloud. see what fire song Trey put out this Friday. Sa- right. SoundCloud um, rapper style, just yeah. fucking dropping. Yeah. Them. And just living in the house too, I can figure you'll be you probably in demo jail, living with JB McKinney and Ella. Yeah, the thing is, it's just I haven't been home that much lately. Oh, really. so like the circulating home of songs. Like three, you did, been, you did like break into your own house the, the other day, the though. Yeah, I did. I climbed in through JB's window. What? I got home I, when I flew home with with Bob. Yeah. Uh, Cody Parks picked me up and brought me to the house, and I my keys were inside, so there was nobody home. So I, I tried to break into every window. The only window that was open was JB. So I like crawled in. I was like, I had to like, I put this dog crate in front of the window, and then I like jumped in. I was like, oh, this oh is so that's hurt. what the dog crate was doing yeah. down there. Yeah, Locked I was wondering out. what the dog. How yeah. the hell did your big ass fit through that window? Hey man, I'm a, I'm a superstar break, was- breaking into <laughs> my own house. Just ask my parents. <laughs> we talked about that earlier. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, man, I just been listening to just like, uh, just that. And, um, I listened to, uh, um, there's a record. I talked about it on the, we did a podcast with Craig Campbell, which will come out after this one. But, um, we did, uh, we talked about Alan Jackson and there's a, there's an album he did. It's called like red on a rose and it's like super bluesy. And Sunday on my way back from Nashville, I listened to that whole record. I love that thing. It's awesome, top to bottom. And then still been cranking out some uh the Jamie Johnson double album. I love that thing. It's awesome. Um 
but yeah, pretty much just been listening to my demos and bothering Alex Maxwell about getting my mixes off to this or that. Um, sometimes it's weird working with your friends because it's like sometimes I feel like all I call him for is to like see where this mix is at or that is. He's, got a, never, gr- he's got a girlfriend now. He's too busy for us. Yeah, Cynthia. Cynthia. She works at WME. So oh, really? Cool. Yeah. I didn't know she got a job there. Yeah. She yeah. works with the Crystal Pistol. No shit. That's Did you awesome. know that my agent is Frank's cousin, first cousin? Frank Glasscock? I think you did tell yeah, me that. pretty cool. Yeah, that pretty is. Pretty cool, cool stuff. Well, one thing about you, Trey, with music, you've always been open to, I mean, like, you know how a lot of kids are like, Mom, that music sucks, you know? Yeah. And they always are like, change the channel or, you know, but you've always like, Whatever I was listening to, sing yeah, along. Yeah, like I mean, Carol damn, King. Carol King. Like I love the you was make it, me the feel. Tapestry album. Yeah. That album's iconic. That too, was right. And it, yeah, I still go back to. Oh God, losing my headphones. I still listen to that. Oh, yeah, I love that album. And then, and my aunt, you know, turned me in yes, that. Ma'am. It was even you know older than I here. was, but. Um, and then we did. We used to do the Dixie Chicks a pretty good bit. Oh, oh yeah. I love them. Yeah. I don't know what happened uh, one, to the headphones here. They're playing Bonnaroo this year. Turn. Hey, one I heard the other day, Trey, that you and I used to blare uh, on the radio <laughs> was Garth Brooks in another's eyes. In another's eyes. Yeah. And Trey, tra- tra- when he was on one, yeah, we, he'd be like, repeat. Yeah. Wait, Mom, let's do it again. Let's do it again. We jammed that coming back in the bandwagon from, I think, South Dakota. Garth Brooks. We were coming. Yeah, remember we listened to Garth Brooks' live album? I oh, think yeah. you were driving. Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks. Let's, uh, let's get Wendy to go to Bonnaroo so we can all see the chicks. The ch- oh, it's, the, it's not the Dixie Chicks anymore. I've been listening to that Steve Mokler album. Dude, that album's great. Yeah, I texted you last Steve night. Steve the like, shit. Yeah. He's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, the thing like with country music now is like, I mean, you got Lanny Wilson, which she's great. I like her. You know, she's awesome. We got Priscilla Block on the radio now, which she's awesome. She's a friend of ours. Don't you want to know? And then, you know, yeah, like Bet Carly Pierce. And, I like that. Um, who else? we have on the radio country radio Lindsay l yeah but like other than that like all the like type of like like women in country music you know like in the 90s you had pam tillis and like jody messina jody messina trisha judds reba like that's all trisha yearwood Yearwood. she's one of my like that's like what i grew up if i wasn't yeah if i wasn't with dad and we weren't listening to like clint black or like black hawk or like you know whatever alan jackson george Strait. like when i was with you we listened to lori morgan and like all those great female country artists and i feel like that no yeah, and I feel like all those artists still exist, but they're just not on the radio. Like Ashley McBride, Brandy Clark, like uh, you know what I mean. Sure. I mean Ashley's on the radio, but you know what Brandy I mean. Clark's not like awesome. she should be. Yeah, you know what I mean. She's awesome. But it's like you know, I don't know how Mom listens to music, but like when I found like Brandy Clark and like mm. you know like um. What's the songwriter? Lori McKenna. Oh. Like, you know, like when you found, when I, when I found those girls, like I sent my mom the Spotify link because, you know, mom comes from a different generation, you know, not saying that you're like behind the times or anything, but like, I'm old, you know, you wouldn't like the lot behind St. You wouldn't hear that stuff if you didn't see it on the internet or if I didn't send it to you. You know what I mean? But like, I feel like, 
you know, all those oldies and classics are great, but it's like, we want more of that. Yeah. You know? So it's like, anytime I hear that kind of stuff, I always send it to you. And I'm just like, why can't that be cool again? Yeah. You, you're the reason I went to see Ashley McBride. Where'd you really? see her at? Um, Iron City? No, uh, um, the Grand Old Opera. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I still haven't been there. It was right before um, Trey went to Texas, the first uh, tour. Yeah. After, yeah. Yeah. I was going to take Trey, and then he had that come up, mm-hmm. the tour. So yeah. we took my sister and her husband. Had, had a good old time. Yeah, that's great. Well, Mom, thanks for coming on the podcast. I think we've covered all the topics. And, I'm thrilled. Uh, I'm glad you're here. Um, thank y'all for watching my podcast, DM Monday. Please subscribe and uh, share it and tell your friends about it. We'll see y'all later. She sees in me Had a heartbreak Took it real bad Ended up six months in a rehab Sober was a hard thing Till I found a six string Still wish daddy could have seen that Yeah, but mom